Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today is going to be a little bit of a different podcast because normally I am like sharing tips and tricks or how-tos or whatever it is. Um, But today I'm going to be talking about basically my journey from being a full-time employee to running my own business. So that's going from being a wannabe actress to then being a full-time employee to then being a part-time employee slash financial influencer to then fully quitting my job and running my own business full-time. And I shared this back in August when I originally quit. Um, And I remember saying to everybody, yeah, I'll film like a podcast or a YouTube. And I shared some stories, but I wanted to I guess, give you guys a longer version of it. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, So we're going to start at the beginning. Um, Now, as a lot of you know, I wanted to be an actress from a really young age. I was about 11. I remember doing my first ever like school production. Uh, The first time, well, the first time we did drama at school, um, we did a, a play of, not a play, like we did some script reading of Oliver. And I remember I played Oliver. And I was like, I get to be other people. This is so fun. I want to do this forever. Um, I I was already like, you know, a real team player taking part in all of the school productions. I was Mary in the Nativity play when I was in reception. Um, I got some good parts. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was a gifted and talented kid in year six, which meant I got to go to a secondary school and do Greece, um, which was a bit fucked up when the girl that played Sandy was about, 14 and the guy that played Danny was about 18 and they had to kiss probably scarred me but anyway we move so (laughs) that is where that sort of like dream started for me and I had honestly like my entire life I was like I'm gonna go to drama school I'm gonna be on stage I'm gonna be on telly I don't really care I just want to be acting and I took drama English and sociology for A levels I just take psychology as well but um I had to drop out after the first year because I freaking hated my teacher which is such a shame now because I love psychology I find it fascinating and it sucks that I didn't get to do it more but whatever um so yeah did I I think I got a what, what did I even get I think I got a D in English but then I got Oh no, I got a B in English. And then I got an A star in drama, obviously. And then I got an A in sociology. And I'm really like out in myself here. But um, I, when I got my results back, I actually cried. And everybody thought I was crying because I was happy. But I was actually crying because I was one mark off an A star in sociology. And I was gutted. <laughs> um, but it didn't matter anyway because I didn't need my results because I wasn't going to uni. And obviously all the teachers at sixth form were like, Laura, go to uni, go to uni. And I was like, I don't or want to. But I just didn't really know what my other options were. So a lot of my friends, actually it was a mix of my friends that went to uni and that like didn't. So yeah, I was like, no, go in a drama school. I'm going to get a job 
and I'm going to just save as much as I can. It was like 15 grand per year to go. I obviously hadn't worked out the maths because if I save 15 grand, how was I going to afford to live in London? Who knows? How was I going to afford the next year and the year after that? Also, who knows? But that was my plan. I was a girl on a mission. So at the time I was working at the Beef Eater, living it up in the Beef Eater in Stevenage. And I was like, right, I need an actual like full-time like salary job because I wasn't getting paid enough and I wasn't getting enough shifts and stuff like that. So went on to um, the government website, you know, when you have a look for for jobs, what's it called? The job, job, whatever, the, the job search online. And I, um, the job centre, there we go. Went on the job centre and I found this job for an account executive uh, at a marketing, marketing company in Stevenage. I had absolutely no clue what that any of those words meant but I was like yeah bring it on and I sent out my CV and I got an interview I don't know how I got an interview because in the cover letter I actually spelt my boss's name wrong I spelt both his first and his second name wrong ridiculous but I got an interview and then I don't even know how I got the job because in it when I was in the interview um I told them that I had a certificate in street style martial arts. I don't know why I thought that was relevant to the role, but they obviously thought, you know, this girl knows how to handle herself. So she'll be, she'll be the girl for the job. So I got the job. Um, and you can imagine that's like quite a, quite a shock going into like nine to five, um, working full time, living my best life. And I got, yeah, catapulted into the sales role. And I learned so much. Like I learned about sales. I learned how to, you know, use and make spreadsheets. I learned all the things. And I, it really built an amazing structure for me to like save the 15 grand. Like I couldn't have done it if I hadn't been there. And obviously I was living at home, you know, all these factors played into the fact that I was able to save this money. And um, I guess that's where my my financial journey began. So yeah, I saved this money. And by the time I was 22, I had my 15 grand and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I had a place at drama school, full-time drama school. And two weeks before I was due to start, two of my best friends asked me if I wanted to go traveling with them. And they were, one of them was going to be going to Australia in September and the other one was going to be joining her in December. So they said, you know, it would be for me to go and join in December because it would have been too soon in September. So I literally had two weeks to make this decision. Um, Probably the most stressed I've been as a young adult. I was like, what the hell do I do? Like weighing up both, both sides of it. Um, and at the time, um, I had a bit of a, you know, toxic friendship with someone. And that was one of the things that was playing into me, maybe not going because I was scared what they'd think. So I'm really proud that 22 year old Laura made the decision of what she wanted to do. And she wasn't swayed by other people. So I ended up staying on at work for a few more months. So instead of going to drama school in August, 2015, I went to Australia in December, 2015. Uh, yeah, packed up my stuff. Um, me and Emma flew out to meet Beth in Australia. And oh my God, it, it was the best time. I don't know if any of you guys listening have been traveling. And if you have, I'm sure you've got all these amazing memories, but there's something just so special about like being young, being on the other side of the world and being like, I have no fucking responsibilities and I can do what I want. And obviously it helped because I had all this money on the, in the bank and I was like, I don't even have to work. Now the girls that I was with, they both had jobs. Um, and I think I, I got a job for a week. I worked in a call center for a charity and it was one of the hardest weeks of my life. It was so hard. And I was like, I don't need to be here. I've got money. So in the end, I dedicated myself in the group as the person. So I gave myself the job of planning our 
trip around Asia. So when the girls would go off to work, I'd sit with my iPad and my, and my notebook and I would plan out all the places we were going to go on this like eight, six to eight week trip that we did around Asia. So um, yeah, that was that was insane and I'm a massive planner I love that stuff so I knew what bus we were getting I knew I knew all of it so that was insane right I've, I've, I've done this time out there but whilst I'm there I am having the best time but I'm also having a quarter life crisis I'm like who the fuck am I what am I doing what is my what is my life and I decided I acting wasn't for me anymore and I think that where I'd had a full-time job and I was getting a full-time salary and I was learning I was good at other stuff as well not just acting I was like I don't know if I want the actor life I don't know I, I lacked a bit of confidence so maybe I wasn't 100% sure if I'd make it all of these things so I was like I'm gonna set up a blog I'm gonna start blogging I'm gonna I, I'd originally thought about YouTube and I'm sure if I got on YouTube back in 2015, I'd be a massive YouTube star, but here we are. And <laughs> um, I, yeah, I decided like, okay, right, I'm going to, I'm going to go home when, when we were done traveling and I'm going to like set up this blog and I'm just going to fucking see what happens. It was like a classic case of let's just, let's just see what happens. So obviously I'd quit my job to go traveling. And then when I came back like seven months later, so July, 2016, um, my boss actually offered me my job back and I got a promotion. I got a pay rise and I stepped into the role of being a business development manager. So obviously I'd never heard of that in my life, but I would basically drive around the country selling to people. So selling in our marketing packages and I had a company car and I was just living my absolute best life. Obviously I was back at home. And after you've been traveling, even though it's the best thing financially, it's the hardest thing mentally. So we were like ready. I was ready to get out. And me and my best friends were like, oh my God, oh, we should go live in London. Like where better to be? Two of them already worked in London. So they were already traveling there. I was like, maybe I could become an actress. That dream was like slowly resurrecting. So we were like, great. We saved up. And then I think it was like, I want to say it was the summer of 2018, I think. Yeah, the summer of 2018, um, uh, we all moved in to a flat. We went to uh, London Bridge. We were living in Bermondsey, which for any of you that don't know London, that is like pretty central um and I absolutely loved where we live it was such a it was such a beautiful like cute little flat now at this point I had decided I was gonna quit my job I was like right I've done a couple more years I'm gonna quit my job I'll go figure it out in London and my boss said like look we still want you to work here. Why don't you work from home? You can come into the office one day a week, back from London into Stevenage, and then the rest of the time you can work from home. And obviously this was like five years ago, right? Guys, this is pre-pandemic. I was working from home before it was cool. And I remember being like, fuck yeah, this is great. This is great. Who doesn't want to work from home? And it was amazing. Like, but it was hard. I had like my desk in my room. The girls used to go work in an office. So I didn't have anybody to hang out with in the day. There wasn't as many people working from home. And I did used to go work in a coffee shop all the time because it was good for me to get out and like have that social element. But I'd be lying if I said the first six months of me living in London, working from home, I was so lost and overwhelmed. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, I just, yeah, it was like, blah, blah. it was crazy. And I just... I just cracked on, to be honest. I just like worked through those feelings. I really did my best to put myself out there. I used to do all of these things to try and meet new people. And I decided, obviously, that I wanted to set up this blog, right? But it took me two years 
from coming home, well, actually more than that, maybe three years from coming home from Australia to actually set it up. And I remember I set the blog up in like December, 2018. And then I didn't even start posting until like mid 2019 or maybe like April, 2019. And the original plan was that this blog was going to be about everything, yoga, travel, food, beauty, fashion. I wasn't even fashionable and money. So six categories. So talk about not niching down. And I was like, as I started writing blogs, I just found myself writing about money. It just honestly came so natural, naturally to me. I was like, oh, I keep writing about money. And I remember being like, I think I need to just write about money. And I remember a conversation I had with a friend. I'd gone to see her and we were in her car. And I remember saying, I think I'm just going to make my blog all about money. And she was like, oh my God, like, yeah, do it if that's what feels good. And I was like, yeah. So that's kind of like where the money blog was born. And the Instagram came along with it because every time I'd post a blog, I'd post on Instagram. But then obviously um, COVID hit. And I got furloughed. So that was obviously like what this end, like I was posting really inconsistently throughout 2019. One week I would do like all the videos. I'd do all of the the, the, the blogs. I'd do everything. And then I'd have like four weeks where I didn't do it because it would just, I wasn't being paid and I did it out of the love, but then I would let like comparisonitis get to me. And I'd be like, no one likes reading my stuff. And then like, what am I even doing this for? And then I'd be like, but I have such a love for it. So I should just do it. And then I would do it. And it was a real roller coaster. but I just, I, ju- I just did it. Then I got furloughed, right? And I had so much more time to create content. And I made this guide called How to Manage Your Money During COVID-19. And it was a 30-page PDF document that I gave out for free. And I think I had about 500 people download it. And that was magical because I was like, oh, I'm helping people. And then I met a friend online called Jenna, who I'm still very good friends with now. And we did this money mindset workshop because at this point I just found myself really talking about the mindset side of it. We did this insane workshop and she was like, you know that you could turn this into a job, right? And I was like, don't be silly. Like you can't turn this into a job. What am I, who's going to pay me to do this? She was like, oh my God, absolutely you could. And it just kind of like sparked a little idea of maybe I can turn this into a full-time job. So it kind of started there. And then a brand reached out to me, my first ever brand. I had no clue how this stuff worked. I was like, wait, why do these guys want to talk to me? And I remember having a a, a meeting, a Zoom meeting with Zopa, who I still work with today, and their agent, agency, their marketing agency. And I was like, it felt like an interview. I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to be saying or doing or anything like that. But when they were like, okay, we want to pay you to do some like content, I nearly fell off my motherfucking seat. I was like, you want to pay me to make some content, which is something I'm already doing for free. This is magical. And I remember like it being a real expander moment for me because it's, I see, you know, you you realize how you could actually turn it into a career. So I was like, right, I'm just going to roll with this. And so at the time I was still building up my savings and I probably, I, I had about 25, thousand pounds saved. Um, but I was so scared, scared to quit my job because that would have been enough for me to live off. Right. That would have been enough. That's like a whole year worth of like emergency fund. If I lived on like basic, um, basic necessities, maybe six months, if I wanted to continue living my London lifestyle, I had everything I needed, but I just could not quit my job. I was so scared. Like I was scared of what was going to be on the other side, the fear of the unknown, if I could actually make enough income. There was all of these things. 
And I remember, and I'm sure any of my friends, my close friends listening to me will understand how many fucking times I would be like, I'm going to quit my job. Oh no, it's working alongside it. I'm going to quit my job. Oh no. It's all, like, they must've been like, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, they were really supportive. They were amazing. But yeah, it took me a couple of years to get to the point, like confidence enough. And now I realize that I had a massive money block around being self-employed because my dad was a self-employed plumber and our family never had any money. So in my head, I'm like, okay, dad's out all the time working. He runs his own business. We never have any money. Therefore money is hard to make like full stop. So you're better off being employed by someone else and taking a salary and like just living by that. And I didn't realize that I had this block. I didn't, I didn't realize. Now it wasn't until I started thinking about this seriously and I started looking into, um, financial coaching qualifications because by now I'm doing you know I'm starting to make a name for myself as a personal finance content creator I am doing all the bits I'm getting paid a little bit and I had people reach out and be like can you help me with your money can you help me with my money and I was like absolutely I can but I was making it up do you know what I mean and I know for a fact that the people that I helped during that period of time I gave them so much value they literally had all my time everything and it was all the stuff that I do now with like teaching people how to create a budget teaching people how to save teach you know all of that kind of stuff but I didn't have any knowledge behind me I didn't have any like structure so I was like, I want to get something more like specific behind me. And that's when I found Catherine Morgan's financial coaching qualification, which I was so scared because for me, it was the biggest investment I would have made in myself. At this point, I'm still working my job part-time. I have no clue where this like career is even going. I do have money, but like I'm all over the shop. And I remember I was in therapy at the time and I was like, every everything in therapy was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I'm so lost. I'm so, you know, it was always about career. And I just was, now I look back, I realized I was just putting one step in front of the other and just taking all of these little hints and signs from the universe. And I was just kind of like seeing what came up, just going for it. And so when this opportunity for this course came up, I was like, I have the cash. The course seems amazing. Like I'm really enjoying all the money stuff. Why wouldn't I do it? I signed up to that course at no joke, 10 minutes to midnight on the last day that you could sign up. That is how indecisive I was and how scared I was and how blocked I was about spending this money. But it's to date, probably one of the best investments I have ever made in myself. Because even though it technically reduced my net worth because I was using my savings to pay for it, it has um, maximized my skill and raised the ceiling for my potential earning because I'm going to be qualified in something that I can, it's a skill. And like investing in a skill and investing in yourself, I just think it's the best ROI. So throughout, um, 2021, I was doing the course and which started earlier on in the year, like I think it was February, 2021. And at this point I just dropped down to part-time. So I'd spoken to my boss and I said, look, is there any way I could do like three days a week instead of five? So I was doing that and that felt amazing in itself because suddenly I had two days to do this stuff. So one day was dedicated to the course and then one day was dedicated to like creating content. So 2021 was a massive like learning training year for me. I was... Yeah, I was doing the course. I was getting qualified as a coach. I was putting loads of content out there. I was getting little bits of brand deals, but I was still working part-time and making an income so that I could build up my savings, still live, still pay my bills, um, et cetera. And I still had no clue where what I was doing was going. 
And I said to myself, once I have my qualification, that's it. I'm going to quit my job. I'm just going to go fucking balls in. I'm just going to go for it and just see what happens. Now, I graduated in November 2021. And I didn't actually quit my job until July 2022. So I continued to work in my part-time job for another, what, eight months after I'd graduated. And again, what I learned whilst doing this qualification was because you were training to be a coach, you're also getting coached as you go along. So I was figuring out all my money blocks and why I hadn't been self-employed and why I hadn't done this and why I handled the way, like the money the way that I did and what my money story was and my fear around making money and being successful and all this juicy stuff. Like I was learning it about myself. And it was exactly what I needed to help prepare me to run my own business. I was blocking myself completely. I was holding myself back. I was making myself small. I was telling myself it wasn't going to work. And yet, like, there were people around me who were doing this. Now, obviously, the financial coaching world is new. It's, It's very fresh. You know, like, there's not tons of people that I look at and go, I exactly want their career. I feel like I'm kind of, you know, paving my own way. There's a handful of people, but not as many as other industries, right? So I was just like, okay, um, I've figured all this reason out why I've not quit my job. And I I kind of let go of the resentment towards myself because I was so angry. Like, why can't you just quit your job? Blah, 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 blah. You've got all this money, blah, blah, blah. But because I was working part-time throughout, the, obviously throughout the start of 2022 as well, I was not really saving anywhere near as much as I was before. Well, I wasn't saving it. Well, I was saving a bit, but I was also eating into my savings to be able to fund my lifestyle because for anyone that lives in London, you'll know London is very expensive. Like not just rent, but travel, food, going out. Like a glass of wine is like a tenner. Crazy. So I, yeah, so basically we got to like July, 2022 and I quit. I was like, it is time for me to just run this business full time. So I've now been full time for one, two, three, three. This is my fourth month as a full-time business owner. And I'm so proud of myself because if I look back at my life a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I could never have imagined myself being in this position. And if any of you seen, if any of you have seen a recent Instagram post of mine, I shared that even though I run my own business, I had this idea that as soon as I would run it, I would just automatically be making more money. And that is absolutely not the truth. I am earning less than I was when I had my full-time job, probably even less than when I had my part-time job. I'm on like a minimum salary and I am I'm reinvesting all the profit back into the business. I want this business to succeed, of course, but I want to help people so bad. And the passion for helping and what I'm doing and the love for it is what's kept me going. And yes, my net worth is less. I'm not investing and saving anywhere near as much as I was whilst I had a full-time job because right now my security is way more important. So yeah, my net worth is lower. And I did have a period of time where I was like, I'm a fucking fraud. How can I be a money coach? And like, not, you know, be in the best financial position I've ever been in. And then I was like, hang on a minute, dude, you're like running your own business full time and you're making money from it. Like you're, you're, that's that in itself is a success. And I've only been full time for four months and I've got big fucking dreams, people. And I can see a clear vision for the future of my career, this business, the way that I can help people. And it excites me so much. I don't mind that I'm making less money right now because the long-term goal is obviously that by running my own business, I there is no ceiling on how much I can make. Whereas there is a ceiling 
when you work a nine to five. And obviously that's okay for some people. Like there's not a right or wrong, but for me, it feels good to have that long-term vision about what it is that I'm creating. And I, I wake up every fucking day so excited for my job. Obviously there's bits to the job that like, I can be like long, but you know, there is nothing like working for yourself on something you're passionate about. And I worked in my old job for 10 years, pretty much to the date. I absolutely love my boss. We have such a good relationship and I owe him so much. He taught me so much. He's absolutely amazing. Um, But I slowly started to find myself way less interested in that job, even though I loved it at the start. But I, I, I didn't feel fair on my employer when I was working part-time because I was falling out of love with it. I was falling in love with running my own business. So the things that actually led me to quit were I had some money in my savings, so I knew that I was fine. I was making a good amount of money every month in income to know that I could at least cover um, my bills and my business costs. Uh, obviously, like I said, I was finding my my full-time slash part-time work way less interesting. And I had not much of a work-life balance because I was trying to do too much. Whereas now I get to get dedicate my time and my life full-time to my business. And it's not for everyone. But, and it has been the most fucking challenging thing I've ever done, but also it's so rewarding. So the position where I'm at right now is I run Mind Money Soul um, full-time and I am a certified financial coach and my income is a range of things. So I've got my one-to-one coaching where I work with people on a one-to-one basis to help them heal their relationship with money and like reprogram their money beliefs to help them like feel better about money and actually grow their wealth. I do brand partnerships and I only ever do brand partnerships with brands that I either would use myself or do use myself and would happily recommend to my friends and family. I'm very picky about who I work with, but I do do brand partnerships. I do financial wellbeing workshops for corporates. So I will go in and I will um, train or, or teach their employees on financial well-being and I love that part of the job I think it's so fun and I also do panel talks and events I'm sure you've probably seen some of the events I've done which I love I don't know if you've got the hint but I actually love talking so any part of the job that includes me talking is definitely a favorite part for me Um, and I also do other little bits so I write blogs for some you know like finance websites and I do, yeah, other random little bits of content. So yeah, and I never could have imagined a couple of years ago, this is the position I'm in. So I guess to round it up, I've given you the full story, guys. You know the ins and outs of my life now. Um, I think that what I would like to say is, first of all, if you are thinking, if there's something you're passionate about and you're thinking about turning it into a career, be aware, first of all, that the moment you turn a hobby into a money-making thing, you do feel different about it. You love it in a different way. You There is like stats that show that you actually love it less. So you have to be so committed to it that you're okay with that. But at the same time, if you're thinking, you know, yeah, I have no problem with that, like fucking game on, then just start. That is all. And it's such a fucking boring piece of advice because you're like, well, duh. But like, I, it took me like two or three years now to start. And obviously I wasn't ready for it, but... Uh, it took a decent amount of time and also like don't try and have it all figured out it's okay if you don't really know where your career's going or what you're really doing or and now that like when I was like 25 23 24 25 I was like how the fuck am I in my mid-20s and I don't know what I want to do I've got all my friends around me that are like 
they know exactly what they want to do in their dream careers or like on their dream career path. And I am nowhere near. Now I'm 29, so nearly in my 30s. And I have got my dream career. I'm just building it up and I'm making it bigger. And now I'm feel the opposite. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that before the age of 30, I know what I want to do. And I'm like doing it. So any things can change so, so quickly, but I really do believe you have to just follow the little nuggets of information, the little nudges of whatever in life and just go after it and see what happens. Because when I look back and people, or, you know, if I go on a podcast and people say, how did you get into doing what you're doing? I'm like, oh my God, I fell into it. This is like a 10 year long process or journey. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So yeah, I would just say, get started and just go for it and just like follow those little like trails of inspiration, but also financially do make sure you're in a position where you've got an emergency fund and you already have been bringing in some money or know that you're going to be bringing in some money because I've had some people that I know, friends, people online where they jump in which is obviously amazing, but they haven't really tried and tested it. They don't even know if they can make money from it. And then it just ends up, you know, in a really bad way. You end, they can't even talk. They end up in a really bad way. So just make sure that you have those things, but also check in with what your money blocks are. Are you blocking yourself like I was? Are you blocking yourself from making more money or thinking you can make money from what you're doing or being successful and visible? Like really ask yourself those questions because a lot of our money beliefs and our money fears are deep rooted in our money story and how what we experienced growing up. And when you can unpick that and realize that a lot of the time our money beliefs aren't ours, they're passed down from our parents or people around us from when we we're younger, we can let go of them and we can let go of the fear and we can step into who we want to be and what we want to create. And I'm a massive, massive believer of that. And I do feel like now, I am embodying that and I'm still doing the work. New money blocks are popping up for me left, right and centre because that is just how it works. You know, you, you your money blocks and your money beliefs can pop up in random different ways, but you have to trust yourself that no matter what, you are equipped to do the work to work through it. And that's so empowering. So I'm going to leave you there on that note. I hope you found this useful, enjoyable, maybe quite humorous um whatever you took from it please do feel free to uh slide into my dms or share it on instagram or whatever feels good and thank you for being here and i look forward to the next episode Mwah.